You're listening to The Soccer Show, brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic on 1077 The Franchise. Howard gratefully claims it. Distribution, brilliant. Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey's denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Sadly through. It's almost here. The World Cup. We're to the World Cup break. Sunday kicks off for Qatar. Monday, 1 p.m. We've been waiting eight years to be completely disappointed at the state of U.S. soccer. The U.S. returns. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your migrant workers in Qatar. It is World Cup time. This is the soccer show here on 1077 The Franchise. That's Todd Lisenby. I'm Ryan Chapman. On the other side, we've got Michael Branson. We are brought to you, as always, by Oklahoma is City that his FC and the Broadway Clinic. Yeah, Maddie Goldfish. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I stepped right on the sponsors. <laughs> One more time, please. Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Big thank you. They are making... This World Cup coverage that is going to be in your face, in your ear holes, all over. Todd? Once again, my man said Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Welcome into the soccer show. Uh, Yeah, so it's World Cup time, so let's not talk any about last weekend in the Premier League. Please and thank you. Sold to the man with the beard. Uh, Just real quick, some housekeeping off the top. Like we mentioned, the World Cup. The schedule's going to come hot and heavy for the United States. They open up Monday against Wales. Got a Black Friday date with the English. And then the following Tuesday, USA-Iran. Obviously, we are here live Wednesday nights, 8 to 9 p.m. We will not be waiting until Wednesday night to recap USA-Wales. We will not be waiting until the next Wednesday night to recap USA-England and USA-Iran the Soccer Show. Search it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then on the FranchiseOK.com. We will have stoppage time podcasts for you, instant reactions. Todd and I will either talk you off the cliff or we will tell you why Greg with three Gs and the boys are going to bring it home in this wild, wide open World Cup. So tell your friends if you don't have enough World Cup in your life, if we're trying to explain to them they're not soccer people, Hit them with our podcast link, The Soccer Show. We'll have post-game, instant reaction, all that fun stuff for every step of the way for the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, it happens once every four years, and like I said, it's been eight years for us uh, in the United States. So it feels like forever since we've had a World Cup. I hope it's not a total letdown. I hope there is some sort of, uh, even if it's just a tiny little minute amount amount of momentum, to build into 2026 because that obviously is going to be, I mean, like I'm old enough. You're not, I'm old enough to remember the 1994 world cup. I was 12 years old when that happened. I was about to say that's kind of one of my first like big sporting yeah, how event. Are, how do you go fish? Uh, I turned 35 on yeah. the ninth. So, so you were probably seven years old, mm-hmm. probably about then. Yep. So I'm old enough to remember it. I remember at the time thinking like, Oh, this is a cool little novel concept. Right. Soccer is here. Right. Not having any idea just how big of an event it was. So I didn't fully appreciate it, and I don't think America fully appreciated it in 1994. Um, and I think in 2026 they will. And 
I'm also now old enough to know that this is going to be the last time I'm going to have a chance to see yeah. a World Cup in the United States, right? Probably all three of us, that's yeah. the case. So, uh, like, I, I just want to feel some sort of momentum going into the next four years, the next World Cup rotation. Yeah, the, the third segment tonight, we will deep dive group by group, U.S. Men's National Team, all that fun stuff. We're going to reorder operations here in the second segment. That's when we're going to open up the mailbag. we got so about, some good questions already. Yeah, so about 8.20, 8.25, fire those in at the Soccer Show, or Soccer Show 107.7, excuse me, Soccer Show 107.7 on Twitter, twitch.tv slash the franchise live, at underscore, or Ryan Chapman at Todd on Franchise on Twitter as well. Fire all those questions. We've got a ton of World Cup questions. We're going to be hot and heavy. But quickly, before we get into that, we will have to get into this last weekend in the Premier League. We will. Let's start right from the jump. The first match of the weekend, the 6.30 a.m. on Saturday. Man City, um, they get down a goal early. They never looked right the entire match. They fought back, got one back, and it, it felt like, you know, Brentford were just kind of waiting for their opportunity. They're that perfect kind of counter-attacking right. team. They have the speed, and Man City just got caught on their heels one time in the in stoppage time, 98th minute, I think it was. Well, the, the way that Brentford's set up, they're really smart. They want to sit back, they want to defend, and they bet on their man, Ivan Tony. Yep. They, they big gamble every single time they set up. <laughs> I see what you did there. And That is a story to watch. Tell the people what you're talking of, Ryan. Uh, so there was an investigation. Brentford had to put out a statement that they were aware of the investigation to Ivan Tony. When you look at the back pages in England, they were alluding to the fact. Never want to be on the back pages in correct. England. Uh, they were alluding to the fact that it might be something to do with gambling. Might be something to do with insider. Hey, this guy's injured. You should bet on this, that, whatever from Ivan Tony. Today, the FA released a statement of over 230 allegations. 230 <laughs> allegations of gambling. Again, the rule is FA rule E8. Uh, yeah, which is uh, the betting rules. And I think, I can't remember who it was. Somebody, somebody was breach this rule once because one right. of the other rules is you know like you can bet on everything over there we've right. talked about this before but somebody was going to get a transfer move and they leaked it to a friend who put a big bet on it right and this got leaked out one charge 10 month ban <laughs> Ivan Tony again has 236 is that the number 232. 232. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Sorry. I don't want to I don't want to overpunish the I guy. I don't want to Yeah. Yeah. He, he's but no Calvin Ridley listen, or anything listen, like that. Listen, that's that's an incredible win for Brentford to go to yeah. Man City and do that um even though like I don't think City are just going to be decimated by the World Cup especially with Holland not playing. Right. I think they kind of need the break right now. No, I I, I do too. I, I think that there's something not right with their yeah. uh defense and that was kind of something that we had talked about leading into the year is that both City and Liverpool were trying to refresh their depth at the same time. And that for City, that meant shipping off a guy like Raheem Sterling. But with Holland, you knew that the attack was going to be fine. So what was it going to look like at the back? And that's been pretty up and down for Man City so far. Um, in uh, comparison, Arsenal rolls later, right? Two right. goals from Martin yep. Odegaard over a bad Wolves team. And that takes Arsenal into the World Cup flying high. Another I, I will, team that's not I will really going to be decimated by the World Cup. One thing to remember, Arsenal and City have not played yet. They still have right. two matches against each other, and that will obviously be huge in determining late in the season. But like you can't at this point, you cannot deny that Arsenal are I don't want to say they're favorites, because I still don't think we're there yet, but they are they are right there neck and neck with City when it comes to title contenders. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so especially with the fabric of what else went on. 
uh, as the Premier League closed down. Newcastle and Chelsea, that was the big fight toward the top. Chelsea came into this with a much more pragmatic plan than what you've seen out of any Potter team in the Premier League so far under Chelsea. And they got burned. There weren't really a ton of great chances, but all you needed was one of those moments. And Miguel Amaran looked like he was about to lose possession at the top of the box. And Joe Willock pops in and just absolutely uncorks a screamer that no one had anything to do with. Chelsea then had to go to plan B, try to throw a bunch of numbers forward, but that's not what they were set up for. And Newcastle came away with a dominating, yeah. fully deserved 1-0 victory. We go to break now with Newcastle in solo third. Uh, they're only two points behind Man City. Yeah. Now, Man City do have a game in hand, but Newcastle are only two points behind. I mean, City and and if Arsenal have a poor run of form, if Newcastle remain consistent, they can keep climbing up the table if they want. I don't think they're title contenders yet, right. but I, I do think they are definitely solidly top four contenders. It'll be interesting to see. The, the question for Newcastle is now going to be this run of form. You almost didn't want the World Cup to come. Right. right? They, yeah, they've yeah, been, yeah, they've been sure. flying so high, so can they pick themselves back up on the other side of the World Cup break and and pick up right where they left off. That'll be interesting to see Liverpool back in the right, uh, move in the right direction. 3-1 yep. winners over Southampton. Spurs come back from uh, two goals down yep. with a couple of goals in the, I think, 81st and 83rd minutes to beat Leeds. Really, really gritty performance from Spurs, but the most important bit of that... They've given up the first goal in like yes. 12 of their last 14 matches yeah. or something like that. I, I don't understand what's it's happening. It's crazy. Especially with a Conte it's, team. I, one of my buddies that's a Spurs fan, he's like, we are S at the beginning of matches, and then when someone scores, it's like we're the Premier League champions. Right. He's it, like, there's no in-between. If you just find some sort of consistent piece, right. 70% is suck. Right. He's like, he's like, it's to the point now, like, I almost want the other team to score in like the fourth minute just, just so we can turn it around. max quick. it out. Yeah. yeah. Max it out. Uh, I actually think the really important thing from that, other than Spurs finding a really great response and Leeds continuing to just take it to the top sides, it's, it's not an easy out anytime. Uh, Tyler Adams, he got three minutes extra rest for the World That's Cup. That's true. That's the true. 87th minute red card for the American. That. Hey, Andy's going to get some rest after the World Cup, too, <laughs> <Correct>. right? <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to get back like two days before. That's true. Uh, the and, it'll, and, it'll, the and, all, and also, I don't know if they're in the Carabao Cup, but if so, it'll be served for that match. Yeah. As so, well. So that'll be a big help for them. Uh, on Sunday, we had just a couple of games. Garnacho scoring for uh, Man United was huge. Yes, that was huge. We'll get to that in a second. Because there's, there's a lot more Man United stuff we'll talk about in yeah. the next segment there's before we get to the mailbag. Villa, Unai Emery comes in. They're rolling. Uh, Brace from Danny Ings, 2-1 winners over Brighton. And then, yes, the United 2-1. Uh, Garnacho getting that goal. Uh, massively important as it looks like. Cristiano Ronaldo has hit the eject button himself. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge story across the pond and obviously one that we will uh, get into a little bit. Just as we kind of hit the World Cup break, just to kind of recap where we're at, Arsenal 37 points at the top of the table, City on 32 points, Newcastle 30, Tottenham 29 sitting in that last Champions League spot. Five through seven is United, Liverpool, and then Brighton on goal difference over Chelsea who sit in eighth right now which is probably the biggest surprise at this point, wouldn't you say, of the top sides? Uh, that or Newcastle and what Newcastle's doing. I'm just talking about from a negative. Yeah, the from biggest a negative, surprise absolutely is Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, and then on the other end of the table, right now, if the uh, Premier League were to end and we're 15 matches into 38, but Nottingham Forest, Southampton, and Wolves are in the relegation spots with Everton only outside on goal difference and with, uh, excuse me, Everton outside by a point, excuse me, and then uh, West Ham outside by a point as well. So those two barely hanging on and Leeds outside by two points. It'll be interesting to see if Frank 
Lampard yeah. makes it through the World Cup after Everton absolutely got battered 3-0. They did. It was really Bournemouth bad. On the way out. Yeah, that's not. All right. Let's let's talk on the other side about yeah. Ronaldo. Uh, yes. We'll give a quick local soccer update and we'll hit the mailbag to leave as much time as possible at the end for a World Cup breakdown. Absolutely. That's Todd Lisby. I'm Ryan Chapman. Matt Colbrant's on the other side of the glass. This is the Soccer Show brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Stick around. More coming up next on the other side. The Soccer Show is on Twitter. Give us a follow at Soccer Show 1077. Simpson to take it. Everyone's favorite German, John Anthony Brooks. Shout out. Not to be confused with the Oklahoma radio legend, John Brooks. No. Uh, host of the uh, Remington Park Racing Digest. You can hear on Sundays here on the franchise. Yeah, great in his own way, yeah. but not scoring at the World Cup Finals. That's true. He's done a lot of great things, but he hasn't done that. You're exactly right. This is the Soccer Show on 107.7 The Franchise. We're brought to you, as always, by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. That's Todd Lisby. I'm Ryan Chapman. World Cup mailbag coming up here in about eight minutes. So stick around. You still got time to fire in your questions at Soccer Show 1077 on Twitter.com or twitch.tv slash the franchise live. Before we do that, though, Piers Morgan has crawled out of his basement to bring nothing but pain and suffering to yet another group of people. This time... It is fans of Manchester United. A tell-all question mark interview with Cristiano Ronaldo. It hit. Ronaldo ripped Man United for a, a billion things it felt like. He said he feels like he's being forced out of the club. He criticized United for not updating the, the practice facility and the in the club cafeteria. He clowned on the Ralph Ragnick appointment and all that stuff. And basically cried his heart out to Piers Morgan uh, for a, a substantial amount of time in one of the more public, please, 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 someone come get me, uh, please. And then obviously Manchester United fires back with just that we're disappointed and we're reviewing this. And there were scenes of the Ronaldo mural being peeled off of the wall at Old Trafford uh, today. So... Everything seems to be going well for Manchester yeah, United. A team yeah. that's been playing really well. You know, this kills me. <laughs> I hate this so much worst, right? as a Man City fan. It's so, so terrible. No, listen, I think that you have to take this a couple ways. Number one, it is blatant, uh, blatant disregard for the hierarchy of the club. It's blatant yes. disregard for the front office of the club. But also, number two... Like I, I don't think you can you can see this interview and read the quotes that have been put out. And again, the whole interview hasn't been put out yet. But right, it comes out what tonight? Uh, or did it come out today? I believe tonight. To, okay, yeah, yeah, I can't. I think part of it's today and part of it's tomorrow. I think it's a two part. Yeah, the time change is not helping. Exactly. Today. But the point is this: even from what you've seen, it is very clear that like in a way, Ronaldo's making some points that are very valid. Right. Like his points about the club not being up to speed and not keeping up with the others in England, that is true. So like in the in the midst of his just blatant disregard again for the hierarchy of the club, 
there are there are some true statements I think in there. Well, the problem is this is not being framed as the Glazers need to figure this out, right? It's not it's not coming at the end of the season where Ronaldo's giving this interview about this is what's gone wrong with Manchester United and all this stuff. It's framed around him. It's framed around oh me oh my, Man United's forcing me out, and it's coming on the after a nice little purple patch for United. It's coming into the World Cup, and it's coming where it is so obvious that heading into the January transfer window, Ronaldo is just trying to force his way out of the club, and this is a good way to do it. This is a good way to to burn all of your bridges, and I think that's what's got to be the most disappointing thing if you're a United fan because, again, if he had come out at the end of last year and said, I need this, 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 and this to change because United's unserious about competing at the highest level, and that's I think he thought they were going to move him. Right. I, and I think he just assumed that would be a so, done deal. And then when it didn't happen, I think he was like, okay, now we're at an impasse. And right. I, the only person that's going to do anything about it is going to have to be me. And it's obviously calculated yes. to do it right before the World Cup. Yes. It's very calculated. And now, I, I heard someone say this. It might have been on ESPN FC, and it was a great point. If you ask why would he do this, I'll tell you why he would do this, Ryan. If he goes out and sets the world on fire at the World Cup, somebody's going to reach for him in January. Yeah. well, You know what I mean? Like, it is a chance for him to... It's the only chance, because right now he's not going to get it at United, right. for him to actually go out and show what he can do. Well, so the Athletic does a great job covering the Premier League. Ornstein is the oracle, and he was on the Athletic Daily podcast after the first little bit of this broke. And basically what he talked about is that Tin Hag immediately wanted to bring Ronaldo into the fold. They all understood that it was going to be tough to move him last summer, and so they all wanted to work together. Ronaldo was on board with that for the first month or so of camp, which meant that United moved on to some of their other transfer targets, reinforcing the defense, going after Casemiro, all that stuff. By the time that Ronaldo reversed course and all the stuff at training and preseason that that was well covered, United had already spent too much money to also sell Ronaldo and buy a striker worthy of United. So, because Ronaldo flip-flopped, he pretty much set fire to what could have been the the summer window plans for Man United. So again, that's on Ronaldo, and, and Ornstein said that basically anyone anywhere close to him will tell you he has one motivation, and that is get back to the Champions League because he's worried that Leo Messi's going to break his Champions League goal-scoring record overall, and he wants to get back in the group stage so that he can beat Messi's record. So yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that anyone he's going to get sympathy for anyone for the way that he's handled it and the actual No, but he, it's going to be a circus it. around him at the World Cup, and 100%. I'm here for it. I'm 100% here for that as well. 100%. Uh, right. Local? Real, yeah, real quick. Just a real quick local update before we get to the mailbag. NAI, the men's and women's national tournament, start tomorrow, and they are the women's tournament is at Oklahoma Wesleyan. It's being hosted here. They're a host site. Oklahoma Wesleyan plays at 2 p.m. tomorrow in Bartlesville against Hastings from Nebraska, and USAO is the three seed in that region. They play Grace from Indiana. Uh, and then the men's side, uh, Mid-America Christian, the first time ever a Sooner Athletic team has hosted a regional. They're hosting at uh, the Dill Soccer Field, so get out, D-I-L-L Soccer Field. Just put that into your Google Maps. You'll be able to find it. Uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow, Oklahoma Wesleyan's men's team men's team is actually down here in Oklahoma City right. playing against Corbin University from Oregon. And uh, Mid-America Christian will play Bellevue from Nebraska at 5 p.m. tomorrow. And then the winners of those brackets play Sunday. And real quickly, uh, just wrapping up from last week, Mid-America Christian did win the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference 
uh, conference tournament. 3-0 win over USAO in the championship game. And USAO's women lost to John Brown in the championship right. game. So, there you go. There's your quick little uh, local update. We will, as always, stay oh, on top of that. Oh, sorry. Did Shay Gilgis Alexander just hit a three with oh a boy. second to go to put the Thunder up 121 to 120. When we're done tonight, there will be postgame coverage of the Thunder. That's the untradeable Shea Gilgis Alexander, as deemed by most of NBA's national media. Right. Your local soccer updates, as always, we want to be rooted in the OKC community. That's why we'll be out and about. We know the American Outlaws are holding some World Cup parties. We've been invited to about 12 World Cup parties, yes. and statistically, we're not going to be able to make them all, we're, but we're, we're going to try. do our best. There's yeah. two of us. Uh, I volunteer as tribute oh, if you guys need help getting <laughs> to those parties. We can all go to a different There's one. Three of well, us, I yes. don't drink anymore, so I'll drive you guys there around. You go. Perfect. 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 we got a show well, That'll be really wild, considering that the games kick off at 1, and I have to go on I air know. at 3. So that'll be really fun. Uh Skinny Slams is the American Outlaws headquarters. Social Capital is the, I believe, the family-friendly version. Uh, Social Capital, I don't believe it's open on Mondays. So gotcha. look at Social Capital for the USA-England game next or on Black Friday and then the USA-Iran game the following Tuesday. But it's World Cup time. We're going to crack it open. It's here. A World Cup supersized mailbag. We've got the questions flooding in. It's not too late. Soccer Show 1077 on Twitter. Fire it in. We'll get to it. Soccer Chad sent in a few, so I'm going to pick uh, two or three that I deem to be the most interesting. Sorry, we're not going to get to all of them because we're going to cover some of those in our World Cup preview. We're going group by group to close the show, which is why we're kind of clearing out a little bit for that. But first question and something to put a nice sour taste in our mouth so that we can take this optimism and joy from the World Cup and get brought down a little bit. What's the number one thing holding the U.S. back from being favorites in a World Cup? Is it talent, tactical issues, coaching? I'll take this one, yes. Go for it. Correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'll take this one, and I will say yes is the answer to that. Uh, it's Listen, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, it's it's not going to be easy to overcome a century of right. being behind the curve, right? Um, I think we are getting there. I think we are getting there as a country, but we are obviously not there yet, so... Uh, the talent is getting there. It's young. What uh, this worries? Is the team what, we've ever had. Yes, and it's and it's also the youngest team we've yeah. ever had. Both of those second, second youngest. youngest. Sorry, but it's the youngest. Like, it's the youngest team we've had that's a legit that yes. has a legit chance Correct. to make it to the knockout rounds and maybe even make it a, a step in. Right. You know, win a game in the knockout rounds. So, it both of those things are true, and that's good. And twenty twenty six is the ultimate goal. What worries me though is that I don't like the leadership right now Correct. of the U.S. men's national team. And it's and not I, just the manager. It's U.S. Yes, soccer as a whole. Yes, yes, exactly. It's a way more, way more systemic problem than just Greg Ber- Berhalter. And I, while I'm not a huge Greg fan, uh, I also understand why you can't just immediately chop him at the knees right before the World Cup. Like, right. I understand how he was given the opportunity to see this out, and he's got to be able to do it. So um, to answer the question, I, I think it's all three. I don't think the talent's going to be as much of an issue in 2026. I just worry about how we develop it over the next four years as U.S. soccer as a whole. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with the U.S. setup, and this is something it's a very big picture problem, is we are the only country that is actually trying to not just make it to the World Cup, but win the World Cup, where we siphon off athletes to football, to basketball, to baseball, to hockey, everything, right? And so... In England, in Germany, you have from top to bottom, it's so compact and so much smaller that like 
every major city has multiple clubs that you can filter through players that are getting world-class coaching at a youth level. Right. For us, you have like FC Dallas. And world-class competition as Correct. well, week in and week out. Yeah. For They're us not got, having to fly yeah, to right. L.A. to play in a, a premier tournament. They can drive two hours. Right. And so that's something that is going to be hard for us to ever solve. You've got places like FC Dallas doing a good job. The Pennsylvania area and just really the Northeast, where everyone's compact, doing it's going to have to be more regionalized. But yeah, honestly, and then but but then even after you go region by region, it's going to be hard to take all those and put them together as a national team. Yeah, and that's why I think it's really important to continue to invest in the MLS because what we need to invest in is a club that can foster the grassroots soccer in their region. That's the only way they're going to get there. That's the only way that you're going to get there, and that's a big picture problem. But the good news is. Uh, we're about as sports-centric as cu- a country as it gets. So even without 100% of our athletes going to soccer, I think we can still get there. Yeah, and soccer is one of those sports you could put everything into four years from now, and one or two things could just fall the wrong way, and you don't make it out of the group stage. Like, that's yeah. how it works sometimes. So yep. it's it's just easy. France. Yeah, it's easy to just put your head down and go, this is the goal, this is the goal, this is the goal. But I think it really needs to be looked at in more of a long-term, you know, fix type of deal. For sure. Uh, we will do our... our final pick at the end of breaking down all the groups and all that stuff. So who do we think has to shine in order for the U.S. to make it out of the group? Uh, I want Brendan Aronson because he's a guy that can help you dictate the midfield and also can give you that end product because that's the biggest thing is that there's, there's no defined striker that anyone has any faith in. Like right now, I saw Landon Donovan today. If, if he was rolling the team out, he would roll Christian Pulisic out in a false nine. I would agree with him. Put as many of our midfielders on the field. That's the strength of this team. Uh, how about uh, uh, Ethan Horvath, Matt <laughs> Turner? Those guys are going to yes. have to uh, shine. I mean, that's Correct. who's going to have to shine. Uh, no, I mean, if you're asking me an honest answer, Aronson is a great shout. Like, I, I honestly agree with that. But just a guy that I think kind of embodies the way that the U.S. men's national team is going to have to play if they're going to steal points. I'll go with Weston McKinney. Yeah. I know that he's uh, he wasn't in a great run of form early on this year for Juventus. He's played. He's actually one of the guys that's played a little bit better leading into the World Cup. So uh, I'll go with Weston McKinney because I think also not only is he a guy who defensively is going to have to help a lot in midfield and can help a lot in midfield, I think he's the type of guy that you could see on set pieces Poach right. some goals here and there, which the United States is going to have to do. Yeah, for sure. And then finally from Soccer Chad, who is going to be the leading goal scorer for the U.S.? Uh, own goal. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, I mean, I guess Pulisic, he's the only attacking player I have faith will play every game. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll Just to be different... Um, I'll say uh, I'll say Brendan Aronson. Yep, leading goal scorer. That would be good, assuming it's yeah. not like one. Yeah, if yeah. If it's more with than two. one, with two. Yeah, that would be good for the U.S. Chaz, how do you think France is going to do? No Pogba, Conte in the middle. Plus, the last three defending champions have got eliminated in the group stage. They took another it's a crazy blow. stat, huh? Yeah, they took another blow a day or two ago. It's Christopher Nkunku. Uh, Love saying that name. Yeah, same. Nkunku. He. Uh, is pulling out of the World Cup with a knock in training, which get your Chelsea career started, young man. Get after it. But, um, yeah, the French are, are up with Creek. They they have the – their talent pool is the envy of the world right, right. now, and they're not going to even be able to take close to 
half of that. It, I was looking today. At, yeah, I was looking today at odds to win the World Cup, and France is the one that it's like I can't imagine thinking that's good value plus six hundred. Yeah. Like they're up there just because of the talent the name is France. so deep. Yeah, like I think Belgium at plus sixteen hundred is incredible value if you're just you know trying Spoiler to get alert. money, uh, you know, bang for your buck. So uh, I think like even Netherlands is better value at plus twelve hundred. Yeah. I would think than France right now. Um, no, I'm not saying Netherlands has a better chance of winning than France. I'm just saying you get better value better at plus value 1,200. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I, I would just say this. France have enough talent that if they put it together, they can win it, right? Yeah. They, they have enough talent, and they've got the best guy that can get goals probably. One of, right? Yeah. So they're, they're going to be able to score goals at times. You're talking about Olivier Giroud, right? Exactly. Yes. His meaty forehead. Well, they just um, need to put Benzema and Giroud so, out there together and be like, screw yeah. it. I would say they do get out of the group stage, though. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they didn't. I, I think they're too. But they're talented. not my pick to win. Again, spoiler alert. Yeah, they're too talented if they don't have just a total emotional meltdown, which is not putting it past the French. They've done that before. Uh, Brenda chimes in. She's getting her hopes up at the U.S. Men's National Team. They'll play decent, but she's asking, "Are they going to waste her time? Are they going to let her down?" I, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would agree with that as well. All we right. can all have our hopes up. Yeah, right we're, now, we're good. We're good. And, and we'll get into it, but if you look at it, here's the problem that the U.S. Men's National Team are facing. First off, worst form they've had probably in the last two and a half, three years. Thankfully for them, England's in the same boat, and England is way more injured than the U.S. But if you look at the spread of each group just by FIFA ranking, and we were just picking a group of death based off of FIFA ranking... The U.S. is the group of death. It is uh, between England, U.S., Wales, and Iran. There's not anyone ranked outside of the top 40 in the world, and that is by far the closest bunching up. So truly anyone could get out of this group, which is what's going to make it a ton of fun, and it's going to make it very, very, very nervy for us Americans. Yeah, no doubt. It is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. I can't wait to do it, and I can't wait to break it down coming up in the next segment. Yeah, one more real quick from Trent Miller. We'll end our mailbag on a high... Pulisic, 34th or 35th minute. When does he nail his hat trick in against Wales? Uh, if Pulisic gets a hat trick in the first 35 minutes, I I might I might like get a Christian Pulisic tattoo. Yeah. If he gets a hat trick in the first 35 minutes against Wales, I will get something Christian Pulisic related tattooed on me. You heard it here first. Oh, you should go with the uh, the lion eyes on his forearm that he does in his celebration. I think that would be the move. Where's he from again? Hershey. That's what I thought. Hershey, PA, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll get a little Pennsylvania State tattoo with yeah. like a dot for Hershey. Yeah, that'd be good. And like dot and then 10 next to it or yeah, something like that'd that. Be really you know? yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. nice. Really yeah. nice. So good vibes. You heard it here first. Good vibes. You heard it here first. This is the soccer show on 1077 The Franchise. That's Todd Lizaby. I'm Ryan Chapman. Michael Brant's on the other side. Brought to you, as always, by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Without. Further to do on the other side, group by group, who's going through, who's going home. We're going to pick a final. We're going to pick a winner. Confetti, fireworks, FIFA World Cup next. You're listening to The Soccer Show, brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic on 1077 The Franchise. Ronaldo. All right, then. 
played the Oklahoma City Energy as the manager of the Las Vegas Lights, I think, when he came through. Yeah, wasn't Drogba there for a while? Well, Drogba was in Phoenix, but he never was going to play on turf, so he never played in Oklahoma City. He played in Tulsa. Definitely remember that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I also went to a Phoenix game where Drago was just, like, wandering around, and I almost passed out. I was so sorry. <laughs> this is the Soccer Show 107.7, the franchise. That's Todd Lizby. I'm Ryan Chapman. Maddie Goldfish, Matt Goldbrands on the other side. We're brought to you, as always, by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. We did everything we could to clear out as much time as possible. we got about 20 minutes left here, and we're going to do the damn thing. Group by group. FIFA World Cup 2022. Let's get after it. You guys it. want me to get some, like, music for you? Ah, uh, I mean, what what do you got? You got anything in I'll, mind? I'll find you something. I good. mean, I, I'm always partial to Shakira. Yes. This one's for Africa. Yeah, that one's a good one. We've just Waka played Waka, Wave and Flag. Waka, I think is the name of that. Uh, yeah, Wave and Flag's a good one. World Cup, was that 2010 uh, in South yeah, Africa? yeah. Was there a World Don't Cup song? Don't look up in 1994 USA World Cup song. It was yeah. really bad. Let's not. I'm very excited for the Chainsmokers to link up with DJ Khaled <laughs> for a World Cup 2026. Who is going to do our 2026 song? Well, it's going to be like Calvin Harris, the Chainsmokers, yeah, DJ Khaled, so. Taylor Swift. It's going to be like, so. like we're just going to be like it, it's going to be well, we are the world, isn't it? Well, no, no. It? Justin Bieber's got to be in there to get Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, you're your, right. Your you're right. Mexican Drake artist. will be in there probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So, I just, yeah, and it'll be DJ Khaled mix it all together. And you know what? That's a great That's a great call. Bald Eagles, Dan. Bald yeah. Eagles. Go, go. Yeah, USA. yeah, yeah. I right. would agree. 10 a.m. on Sunday, this bad boy gets rolling. Yeah. Group A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Dutch. They are back. The Netherlands are here. Very simply, Todd, who you got coming out of Group A? Uh, I went first place in Group A to Netherlands. Um, I know that they've struggled here in the last couple World Cup uh, runs. I, I, I know that they're also fairly young. Yeah. I, I I like kind of what they're doing, to be yeah. honest with you. And I think they've gone under the radar. So I got them going first in Group A. I've got Senegal finishing in second. Well, you I, the exact same? I thought I was going to be bold <laughs> coming here with the Dutch at one and your reigning AFCON winner, Senegal. Ecuador is the team to look at there. Hey, Qatar's no pushover. They've done... Now, as far as the product, they've done a good job pumping money into their program, not be a total embarrassment. They've also paid off a lot of people to basically change their countries and all that stuff. They've rigged a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but... No, the home nation can never be, like, overlooked in a World Cup, and and I'm especially in that first match, which is honestly part of the reason why I picked Senegal, because Ecuador get Qatar in that first match, and I think that's a bad spot for them. Yeah, that's not where you want to go. We're going to skip Group B. Build okay. drama. That's yep. where that's where the US is. If you're not looking, if you if you don't right, have the World Cup poster in front of you. Let's move to group C then. Group Argentina, C. Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Who you got, Ryan? I've got 
Leo Messi and friends, the Argentines, coming out top of the group. And I'm going off the board. Give me the Polish rocket, Lewandowski, to come out as number two. I'm sorry, Mexico, but I think Lewandowski, rock and roll. Did we do it again? We did it again. I'm going Argentina. There it is right there. Argentina one, Poland two. You see that? So we did it again. We've done it. Honestly, it's a little bit of wishful thinking. I kind of hope Mexico get eliminated in the group stage. But, but, like, I will just say, I don't know if you've ever been to a Mexican national team watch party around here. Uh, They're They're amazing. Yeah. And if they do make it into the knockouts and the USA doesn't, we will go a 10-1. That's where we'll be. Also, I'm I'm really fascinated to see what Saudi... Concacaf, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) This one's for Chuck Blazer! (laughs) Did you see... There is a Conca Cafe in Qatar in one of the hotels. It's really? not a Starbucks. It's called Conca Cafe. Nice, nice. Conca Cafe. I'm not here to support anything that's going on in Qatar. I don't care who you are. That's funny. You ready I, for Group D? Well, real quick, I'm going to see what Saudi Arabia does just because of the proximity. Yeah. It's that's not, true. It's not just the host nation that gets a boost. Well, and remember, they, even with kind of their second team, gave the yeah. USA a draw in the yeah. World Cup preview. So, so uh, interested yep. with there. Let's All go right, to Group D. D. I'll go first this time. If we have the same ones in this one, I'm going to be surprised. Okay. I've got Denmark to win Group D, and I've got France in okay. second. So I've got France advancing, but maybe struggling in the group stage a little. Yeah, uh, I've got those two teams, but flipped. Give okay. me France to fly high in the groups. I just think that the problem's going to be as they get deeper and deeper on, they're just missing the top end talent. They, sure. They just are. Their best players are not there. Group E. It's going to be hard to pick two different teams in Group E than the ones we probably picked, if I'm guessing. Correct. The same. Uh, I'll, group, I'll take, group E. I'll take the Germans to go through top. And I'll take Spain at two. I have the same thing in Group D. Stunning. And I think that's probably kind of a standard pick, Yeah, and honestly. you've got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. I mean, two heavyweights in the group. Costa Rica were a really fun story in Russia. And Japan, it pops up every three or four World Cup cycles. Spain and Germany aren't the Spain and Germany they've been. It's just hard for me to see them not going there. It's a World Cup preview right here on 107.7 The Franchise. This is a soccer show. We're on every Wednesday, 8 to 9, brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Let's move on to Group F, Ryan. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I went all Europe on this one as well. Uh, yeah? I've got Belgium 1, Croatia 2 coming out of this one. I And that, also... was, that was a shout to my uh, franchise morning show co-host, Eddie Radosevich, who ah, is a proud very nice. uh, descendant of Croatian. Very nice, very nice. I have Belgium at 1. And we're throwing a damn CONCACAF party. Give me the young, plucky Canadians. If you weren't following, Canada was comfortably the best team in the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. And they've got a strong team role. They're really young. They're much like the U.S., very similar. And I don't think they'll have the pressure that the U.S. has because Canada's breaking a massive World Cup drought, and it's almost right. just a happy to be here. Right. The U.S. is like, first off, don't screw this up and miss another one. And secondly, you've got 2026, all, all this way. I know Canada has that as well, but I just think it's more of a go on then. This is a thing. lot more like USA 1990 yeah. for them. Just like happy to be there yeah. and we made it on our own. We didn't have to get the free right. pass for being a host country. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. This group for me is wide open. Who you got? 
I went with Brazil one, and I I went Switzerland too okay. on this one. Switzerland always seemed to in the big tournaments play pretty well. Um, especially they seem to get out of group stage. It seems like in yeah. every big tournament they usually don't make big runs, but they get out of the group stage. So I went Switzerland too. Um, well, listen, and, listen, I'm and, not a hundred percent confident about it, but their yeah. flag's a big plus. Yeah, very nice. Also, <laughs> uh, see what I did there, Switzerland, goldfish? a country. Well-versed in money laundering, well-versed in, yep, in getting yep. the bag. They're going to be right at home in Qatar. Yep, right they are. They are. They home. are. I'm going to go with Brazil and Serbia. I thought about that. Yeah. thought about that. Uh, I, listen, I, you may be too young for this, too. Cameroon were like who we got on the World Cup game yeah. every time because they were the first team I remember to like dance after goals right. in international competitions, so, which was awesome in like 94 and 90. Like 94 Cameroon, right. if you were in the United States and you didn't know much about soccer, you pulled for them. Yeah, and, and if, if you are new, if you're this is your first World Cup or you don't know what to look for, some of these games that roll through, obviously everyone gravitates to the Spain, Germany, Brazil, Argentina, all that stuff. If there's two countries up there playing that you're not really sure, any stars, anything like that, and one of them's an African nation, the joy that they play with, it is such a beautiful thing, truly. So no in, doubt. in any of these groups. No, and their fans are always just an absolute yes, scene. It's absolutely, great. Absolutely. It's great. Group H. By the way, if in 2026, I, I will be trying to get to matches with African nations yes. just to experience yes. that atmosphere. For I sure. want the Ivory Coast. That would be awesome. 2026, be awesome. Ivory Coast. Managed by Didier Drogba. Please, God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that would be amazing. Also, also, call him Hudson Adoy. Yaya Toure on the bench call as well. Hudson Adoy. Go, go to the Ivory Coast. <laughs> Change your nationality. Group H. H. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. It's the circus group. As Cristiano Ronaldo is roaming around, dropping bombs left, right, and center. Who you got and why? I really don't want Portugal to go through just yeah. because I think that will just add to the madness. Yes. But I think they're the most talented team in that group. Yeah. So I kind of went in the middle and picked them to finish second. Gotcha. So I've got Uruguay winning the group. One more time for the veterans. Yes. For Uruguay. Yes. Uh, last I mean, if, ride, baby. Like, you're not going to find a more experienced team, I don't think, in maybe no. all of the World Cup. So I've got them winning the group. And Portugal finishing second. I really did think about South Korea finishing second, though. Interesting. I've got a little cup set here. You got Portugal Ghana? going through one. Give me Ghana at okay. two. It always feels like we've got one or two of those that in a World Cup where everyone's going to be so tired. The African countries, too, they just they run forever. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. So give let's me get, Ghana. Let's get to Group B now, the group that the USA is in. USA, England, Wales, and Iran. Who do you got one and two in this group, Ryan Chapman? All right. Let's talk about England. When the draw was made, England were on about as good a form as they've had in the last 30 years. Since that moment, all they've had is massive injury after massive injury after massive injury. And they believe in Gareth Southgate about as much as we believe in Greg Berhalter Correct. right now. And the following of the English national team is toxic. So that back line is teetering. One injury and that whole thing may go up in flames. So give me the United States to go through first. In the oh, group. my gosh. You're doing it, aren't you? Give me the U.S. They're young. They're talented. And they don't know any better. Give me the U.S. We've got rid of Zach Steffen, which means that we physically cannot play it out the back because Matt Turner's just going to hoof that thing forward. 
We're going to press. We're going to put teams on the rack. So give me USA 1, England 2, just like 1778. I went the opposite. I went England 1, USA 2. Um, I really, honestly, I thought more about putting in uh, Iran at 2. Just, yeah. to, just to really be right. like the... Uh, wow. The Iron Cheek of this show. This is, <laughs> and you be the Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, the, That's a reference that Matt Goldfish, I think, probably got right. Iron a, Cheek uh, and Sergeant Slaughter. Oh yeah, that was the the awesome WWF. Yeah, that's right. Days. I don't have suspenders, so I can't make this happen. <laughs> they were uh, on the cartoon, weren't they? Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The oh, cartoon yeah. was legit. I uh, the U.S. and England are going to have to deal with a lot of crap this World Cup. Both of them have already visited migrant camps in Qatar. There's a lot of pressure from the English people for the English national team to come out and have an actual statement on LGBTQ plus issues. And also Iran being all the crap going down in Iran politically over the last month and a half. Tough World Cup for this group for the U.S. and England. And the fact of the matter is, why are we talking about that? It seeps into every single World Cup. This is why if Ukraine had made it through, no one, and I mean no one, wanted to draw Ukraine, and that would have been the U.S. Right, right. I want to, uh, so real quick, I'll just kind of go down my bracket because our brackets are going to look different yeah. because our predictions are different. So I've got the USA losing the Netherlands in the first round. I think you would have a different matchup, so I'll let you get to that. I've got the USA losing the Netherlands in the first round. Uh, I've got France and Argentina would be a first-round matchup with the way mine worked out with right. France finishing second. I've got France moving on and getting all the way to the semis. Germany and Croatia. I've got Germany winning that one, but getting beat in the next round because by picking Portugal second, it would set up Brazil-Portugal in the Ooh. round of 16. I've got Brazil Spice. moving forward. And uh, just a little spoiler alert, Brazil is going to be my champion coming out of the left side of the bracket. Right side of the bracket, I've got a little upset in round one. The, my right side's wild. Right. Senegal over England. Poland over Denmark. Belgium over Spain, Uruguay over Switzerland. That would leave Senegal, Poland, Belgium, and Uruguay on the right side of the bracket. Which we love. That's I've got fun. Belgium Belgium and Poland with Belgium going through. Brazil beating Belgium in the finals. Well, this is really weird. Do you have I, the same thing? I was not smart enough to do the interactive one. I was just looking at the poster right. to go through for all the matchups. But I do know that my final is possible with how I've set it up. Okay. And I've got Brazil and Belgium in the nice. final. You got Belgium winning? I've got the golden generation of Belgium okay, finally okay. breaking through. I They've think I'll be pulling it. for them. I'll be pulling for them. Obviously, we both have very, very near and dear connections yep. to the Belgians. You with Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, lots of Premier League fans do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big-time nation as far as that yep. generation. This might be their last ride, frankly. Yeah, no in, doubt. In no doubt. Euros, I would love so. to see them make a deep run. If, uh, if the USA get eliminated, that's honestly the team that I'm pulling for is yeah, Belgium. for sure. Because so. my favorite player ever was Belgium. Yeah. Vincent Company, Obviously. My favorite Man City player ever. You've got Vincent Big, Company. I've got Eden Hazard. Nice, so. nice. I've also got De Bruyne. I, so well, there's, we, have a, you know, we have a complicated. I also have De Bruyne. And <laughs> that's Romain true. Lukaku. That's true. And Lukaku. Yeah, that's and and uh, no, you only had one Hazard, didn't you? You never had the other one, did you? Uh, did you have Thorgan? Was he ever at Chelsea? I think he, I think he was on the books okay, and then there loaned you go. to Dortmund. And then You've had all of them. Wow, the, the Michi Bashwai disrespect. That's true. And, <laughs> yeah, I forgot and about him. Thibaut Courtois. We won't talk about that. No doubt. We don't talk all about right. that. Here's what we're producing Castiles on the is like here. the only Belgian that hasn't played <laughs> for Man City or Chelsea. <laughs> well, and he's also the only one that on, on uh, international breaks doesn't go and give just insane interviews to the Belgian yeah. press while they'll just talk yeah. about anything. I'm just like yeah. the most laid-back press player relationship is the Belgians. All right, we got to get out of here for the Thunder post game. Yeah, produced on the fly, real quick. 
every single, like we said, Todd and I will do a bonus post-game podcast every single U.S. men's national team game. That is The Soccer Show. Just search that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, as well as TheFranchiseOK.com. That will be coming into your ear holes. Then, obviously, Wednesdays, 8 to 9 p.m., we will be back right here. And I... I'm going to be putting together a ESPN World Cup bracket pool. If you want to compete with the rest of us, that'll be tweeted out. The link to join that, all that stuff, at Soccer Show 107.7. Don't know if we'll get a prize in that or whatever. We might have something coming down the pipe. It'll be free to enter. Yep. Send it to all your friends and tell them about the soccer show. Yeah, interact with us at Soccer Show 107.7. Big thanks to Goldfish tonight. Of course, big thanks to Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic, our sponsors tonight. And don't forget, Thunder Postgame is coming up next. SGA with 42 points. A game-winning three-pointer with one second to go. Yeah, incredible win for the Thunder tonight on the road at Washington. And those guys will be breaking it down coming up very shortly. Next time we talk to you guys, we'll be World Cupping, baby. The U.S. will put it on that ass against Wales. (laughs) We'll talk to you next Wednesday.